What's more refreshing than spring rain? What's more entertaining than watching clouds move? Or more fun than a big box of isobars? Look no further. Welcome to the Weather Jazz Podcast. Here's Andre. Andre. All right, everybody, get ready. It is Friday, and you're listening to Open Line Friday here on Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather, science, earth science, and yep, we're going to go off topic today in a big way because I can, just because I can, but it is never, never, ever my goal to do programs about anything unless I think I can make them interesting for those of you that join me on a regular basis right here on Weather Jazz. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 344. For Friday, Friday, July 8, 2022. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since we've had an open line Friday. We took last Friday off, obviously, because of the 4th of July. And I mentioned at some point, and I think it was one of the other open line Friday episodes, where I gave you a sample of my college radio show from 1980. In October, at WWLR-FM in Lindenville, Vermont. It was the college radio station back then, and it's still the college radio station now, except that when I was there, we were broadcasting in a wonderful, glorious 10 watts. That was enough to cover the campus and maybe a few miles just beyond. But of course, now, now they're 5,000 watts and they're much more of a regional FM station and really a force to be reckoned with. It's a great station and a great training ground for students to get their feet wet in media. The campus also has their own television station, News 7, which goes out on all of the Northeast Vermont cable stations there, and they are the recipients of many Emmys, local Emmys, from the northeastern corner of the United States, and I believe it's the Boston chapter of NATUS, the National Association of Television Arts and Sciences. At any rate, I truly digress at this point. Let me get back on track here, because when I gave you some of the background of my radio station sample, and it was scoped, in other words, it was highly edited so that you didn't have to listen to all of the songs. There was one song that you never heard. I completely edited that out because, A, I didn't introduce it, nor did I give any kind of attention to it at the back end of it. But the song definitely got my attention. I remember it kind of, sort of, but I couldn't tell you the artist, nor could I tell you the name of the song, but I liked it. 
And so naturally, I pulled out Shazam. Well, guess what? Shazam couldn't find it. And when Shazam can't find something, well, that just bothers me to no end because, well, doesn't Shazam know almost everything? Almost is the key here. It didn't know this song. Interesting. And not only that, my friend Bob Gilmore, who is the one who built my custom desk in my Weather Jazz studio, who is a fellow radiophile, also thought the same thing. He tried to Shazam that song because he kind of sort of remembered it, but couldn't remember who the artist was or the song. And his curiosity was piqued. And so he Shazammed it. And of course, he had the same result. Shazam couldn't find it time and time again, no matter where in the song we sampled the song. Well, what I'm going to do right now is actually play you the song from start to finish. And then I'll tell you a little bit more about it. You ready? Here we go. Again, we are revisiting the sounds from the fall, autumn of 1980.
Isn't that a fantastic tune? I loved it. I love anything that you can dance to, anything that causes your foot to stomp on the ground or maybe even get up and start swinging around a little bit. This is my kind of music. This is what I grew up with in the 70s and the early 80s, and I still like that style today. But one of the things that caught the attention of both myself and Bob Gilmore was the fact that there was a voice in there that sounded an awful lot like at least one of the Brothers Gibb, the Bee Gees. Hmm, and both of us picked up on that. Now, it wasn't the main voice. The main singer is a female voice, which to me sounded like Terry Desario from the late 1970s and early 80s, but that was not correct. Well, how did we find out? Bob's son, Evan was rather curious about this whole process of trying to pick out a song that Shazam couldn't do. And he said, well, let's work backwards. So he started typing in the lyrics in a search engine. And sure enough, here comes a result that pulled up a YouTube video of the song. And when you played it, and sure enough, it was what you just heard. The song title? Help Me, and it's by Marcy Levy, somebody that I'm really not aware of at all, and Robin Gibb. He was one of the voices. In fact, he was one of the authors of this song who wrote this song along with pianist Blue Weaver, who is on the Bee Gees team. So what about this song, Help Me? It was recorded for the official soundtrack of a movie which essentially was a flop, something called Times Square. That's why we didn't remember it. And it was released as the album's lead single. And it went on to peak at number 50 on Billboard's Top 100, so it never broke into the Top 40. So American Top 40 by Casey Kasem would have never, ever played this song. Furthermore, one of the other reasons that we don't really recognize the name Marcy Levy is that it was considered her first single and her only song that ever charted in the United States. Now, it must have been released as a single because obviously I played it during my radio show from October of 1980. On the B-side of the single, it was actually an instrumental version of Help Me, which they made two instrumental versions of the same track, one with Gary Brown playing a sax solo. Now, believe it or not, there was actually one more song from October of 1980 that Shazam had trouble finding. In fact, it had the very same non sequitur response. It couldn't find it. It said no result, no matter how hard it tried. Well, using the very same technique that Bob Gilmore's son, Evan, used, I typed in some of the lyrics and was able to pull up the song. You will hear part of that song back in the 1980 scoped version of my radio show if you go back and listen to it. I'm not going to tell you who the artist was, and I'm not going to tell you the album it came from or the title track. I'm going to reserve that for next Friday. Let's have some fun with it then. We're going to take a short break. When we come back... I'm going to introduce you to a local Northeast Ohio author. I've talked about him here before, 
and I will read chapter one of his book coming up right after this. And we are back on this Friday. And it's looking like a wonderful weekend ahead. So start making your plans accordingly, especially for the Ohio Valley. Now, the heat dome will start to migrate to the west. And what exactly does that mean? Well, coming up on Monday's edition of Weather Jazz, we'll talk about the near and the short-term implications of the pattern which we see trying to develop. It could have some long-lasting impacts that begin to affect us going into the latter part of summer. And those implications may be a bit of a surprise considering what we thought the long-term pattern would look like. So far, we have been seeing some surprises in the month of June, but we won't dig into that quite yet today. Join us on Monday as we talk about the long-term pattern, the medium-term pattern, and the short-term pattern as we are just about at the midpoint of meteorological summer. That would be July the 15th. Well, before I read from Alex Price's book, Never Give Up, in just a moment, one last thing about the song that we heard before the break. Interesting to note that Spotify actually has the soundtrack of Times Square. The entire soundtrack minus Help Me. Hmm, interesting that that particular song is nowhere to be found, even though the entire soundtrack minus one song is there. Now, frequently, there can be issues with copyright holdings and rights to songs and things of that nature that simply don't clear those legal hurdles that it takes to get a song on a platform like Spotify. But you would figure that it would be somewhere out there, whether it's Amazon Music or another service. Well, I did some searching, and the only place that I have found it is on YouTube from a user who just happened to have the 45. He played it and uploaded that. And in actuality, there were a couple of instances of that song on YouTube. That's the only place that I could find it. All right, it's time to get to Alex Price's book, Never Give Up, How I Stayed Strong Through Life's Challenges. You're going to see why this intrigued me so much. I'm now going to read chapter one. It's a short chapter. It's a good introductory chapter about who Alex Price is. I think you will find his story fascinating. He gave me permission to read some of his book, now, I'm not going to read the entire book, but I'll do chapter one today, and I'm considering doing chapter two next week, just to whet your appetite as to what Alex's book is all about. So if you're ready, here we go. Never Give Up, How I Stayed Strong Through Life's Challenges by Alex Price. Chapter one. My name is Alex Paul Price. I was born on Friday, June 27, 1997, at Hillcrest Hospital in Mayfield, Ohio. The doctors that worked with me after I was born told my mom that my brain had holes in it, and it had a similar appearance to that of Swiss cheese. I spent three months in the intensive care unit, 
being closely monitored all the while and had to use breathing machine for six months. Due to the many variations of cerebral palsy, there's no set time that a person can be diagnosed with that disability. I was not diagnosed with cerebral palsy until I was two years old, but others could be diagnosed directly after birth or even after the brain is mostly developed. Throughout my life, I have had many struggles and even more triumphs. I have had endured countless physical, speech, and occupational therapy sessions. I have dealt with depression and anxiety, had numerous exhaustive surgeries, and experienced disbelief in my abilities from my peers. I have also been able to make countless friends, travel, meet new family members, and learn important lessons about life. I believe that all of this would not have been possible without God. My name is Alex Paul Price. Though cerebral palsy is a term that varies widely, it generally refers to a disorder that affects an individual's ability to move. If you were to do a simple Google search on the subject, you would find yourself drowning in millions of results, which certainly verifies just how expansive the world of cerebral palsy is. Because I can't list every single fact about the impairment, I will outline some of the most basic details here. With this impairment, there is a damage to the brain that usually occurs during pregnancy or right after birth. Because cerebral palsy covers such a broad area, some people can walk, some can talk, and some cannot do either. This disorder is often paired with other deficiencies due to the brain damage, such as hearing, speech, visual, and intellectual impairments, among other things. It is considered the most common physical disability in childhood as of 2015, and more than 200,000 people are diagnosed each year. There is no known cure for cerebral palsy, but like me, millions of people partake in multiple types of therapies each day to strengthen their muscles and improve themselves one step at a time. When I was younger, I went through three hours a day of occupational and physical therapy. This was necessary because I am mostly in a wheelchair, so therapy helped to stretch my muscles and to make sure everything was working properly. I had speech therapy when I was younger and started it back up recently again. Speech and speech therapy helps me with my voice quality and intelligibility. The quality of my voice used to be quite strained, which can be a common attribute to cerebral palsy. It takes a great amount of effort for me to complete a sentence and talk at a normal rate because it's difficult for me to take deep breaths and know exactly when I need to breathe. This causes me to become short of breath very quickly and can be very frustrating. When I give speeches, whether it be at school or church, the quality of my voice almost seems to enhance on its own. People have told me that I'm gifted in giving speeches and talking to crowds because it comes naturally to me, and I do not get nervous while doing it. Although I say I'm not nervous when I give speeches or talking to new people, 
It's still hard on days when I'm not feeling completely myself and my confidence is lacking. I've never really told a lot of people this, but I have a fear of being misunderstood. Many people have a fear of speaking in public. So you can imagine the fear one might have when you know that people already have a tough time understanding you. I believe the reason my social life has suffered during high school and beyond is because of this fear I have with speaking. The only people I feel truly comfortable speaking with are my family and aides. Yet even these conversations can be tedious on some days. Another characteristic that is specific to my cerebral palsy is my intense reflex to loud sounds. A loud sound to you seems even louder to me, which is very bothersome and sometimes even frightening. I often wear headphones that cancel and block out noise when going out in public or knowingly loud places because those noises can startle me easily, making me jump. Other than this trait, I wear glasses, but I don't feel that it relates to my disability. I just believe that it is in conjunction with normal vision issues. Although I say all these things, I feel like I'm getting better day by day. Putting myself out there and just trying my best, because that's surely all you can do sometimes. That is a condensed reading of Chapter 1 of Alex Price's book, Never Give Up. By the way, if you'd like to get Alex's book, I'll provide a link on weatherjazz.com, episode number 344. But please be aware that Alex just puts it out there. In other words, he's very, very truthful and very transparent about what he has gone through in life and what he's going through right now. You might say that this book is a bit of a PG-13 book because it is so honest and so transparent. I will only be reading from chapters 1 and 2, chapter 2 coming next week, so that you can get a sense or a feel as to where Alex is going in his journey. And I will tell you this much, as I've been reading through it, I have one more chapter left in my personal reading of this book. I have found it personally inspiring and sometimes even funny. There were times where I literally burst out laughing in the middle of an empty room simply from reading some of the very funny accounts of some of what Alex has gone through in life. Well, I've always said that Open Line Friday can be a program that brings you a lot of quirky things. And this certainly was one of those days we had a mystery song up front And we had the reading from a local author's book here in Northeast Ohio on the back half. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll, of course, continue with Chapter 2 next Friday. And another song that Shazam could not identify from my college radio show in 1980. And I'll play the whole thing then next Friday, too. Well, it's open line Friday. You know what that means? That means that I get to share the list of people that come alongside me and support this podcast. I want to thank Neil and Don Manasseh from Virginia, Victoria Singer from Vermont, Kean Galunas from Vermont, Bill Martin from Florida, Andrea Rich from Tennessee, 
And in the great state of Ohio, Dale Osborne, Will and Tonya Cross and family, Brian and Christine Barnes, and Rose Moore. And if you'd like to add your name to that list for the rest of season two, however long that lasts, you can still do that. Just go to weatherjazz.com and click on the supporters tab at the very top of weatherjazz.com. Do you have a question, a topic suggestion, or you just want to say hello? I welcome your email or your voicemail. Email weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Voicemail, use the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. It's always waiting for you. Listen to the prompts carefully. 234-525-5888. By the way, if you're listening to Weather Jazz via one of the many podcast apps that are available, remember to subscribe. That way, you can automatically download every episode as I make them available. And if you're in the Cleveland, Ohio area, or you plan to visit, or maybe just traveling through, you can catch my 5 p.m. and 6 p.m. weekday weather segments on WJW Television, Fox 8, or you can go online from anywhere in the world. All you have to do is go to weatherjazz.com and click on the Watch tab at the very top. Remember, if you're not in the Eastern USA time zone, make the necessary adjustment in order to watch during the correct hours. I'm on between 5 and 6 p.m. and 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. If you are lucky enough to live in the Ohio Valley, good for you. The weekend is looking outstanding. When we come back on Monday, we will look at the short-term, medium-term, and long-term weather perspectives as we go deeper and deeper into summer, hitting the midpoint next week. I'll be back on Monday. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.